0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm in such a nutty mood right now. I've had like four cups of coffee today and I am pinging. Um, (laughs) But um, I am actually filming this episode a little later in the week than I usually would. Usually by like Thursday, Friday, these would have already been edited. Um, However, today is Friday. It's a couple of days before you guys are going to hear this. And I'm just sitting down to film this now. Um, I actually wasn't sure what to talk about in today's episode. Like, There's so many topics that I've got written down, but I didn't really feel as though any of them really fit with what I wanted to chat about, if that makes sense. So I've just been typing away for the past couple of hours to kind of just get some of my thoughts on paper. And I've actually come to realize that I'm currently going through a situation where I feel pressure in order to have it all at, you know, 23 years old, like I am now. Um, So I figured I would kind of theme this based around the pressures of having it together in your twenties, because, uh, your twenties is such a weird time in your life. And I feel as though like, well, for me anyway, when I was like 16 to 18 years old, I imagined that I would have had a house by now. I would have moved out of my parents' house. Like I would, I would have a full-time job, a partner, a dog, two dogs, an apartment in the city. Like I already had in my mind that I was gonna have that kind of lifestyle by the age that I'm at now. I just want to take a couple of seconds to thank our sponsor. I mean, it's not even a sponsor. If you guys haven't checked out my premium Foam mink lashes at this point, I really recommend that you do, especially during COVID. A lot of our small businesses and independent brands, we really appreciate all of your support as it is. And yeah, if you guys are interested in any vegan foam ink lashes that are double stacked, invisible band, cotton flex band, halodrama, but they're super comfortable, lightweight, and easy to apply, then definitely check out my lashes at bekaybeauty.com. And yeah. Now, my parents were the first generation of their family to grow up here in Australia. And I think that it's because of the sacrifices that my grandparents had to make coming from Italy to Australia. I think that that's what kind of fueled the expectation to go down the route of the more traditional stereotypical pathway in my parents' lives. Um, This was obviously way before social media and the internet. So my parents grew up just kind of believing that you go to high school, you go to university or you do a trade ship, you find someone and, you know, get married at 22. You you finish uni, you get a full-time job. You have your kids by the age of 25 and you raise them and work for 40 to 50 years. And then you retire. Now being 23 years old, I can't think of anything more terrifying. <laughs> I can't even match foundation to my faked hand, let alone raise a fucking child. I do have a partner that I'm super happy with, but it is a newer relationship. Uh, we are about maybe like uh, eight months into dating each other at this point, as you know, being together, um, which I mean, really in like gay relationships is like nine years. My parents were raised to believe that when you get married, you stay married. And I'm going somewhere with this. I promise (laughs) we were raised to believe that if you enter under God's roof and you say vows that you will be with that person forever, you're expected to. However, that was 35 years ago. They got married. My parents got married, I think 32 years ago at this point. Now, these days, nothing is permanent Hair eye fades, looks fade, marriages can become divorces very easily, tattoos can be lasered off, pets can be adopted. Like we are no longer tied into the narrative that when we make a decision, we must live with every consequence that it comes with anymore. And I think that also ties into jobs because we're given so many choices these days about what we can be because there's so much option these days and we're given so many choices about what we can be and what we can do. That to us as a younger generation is, confusing because our parents and school teachers are telling us from 16 years of age that we must stick to the one job for the rest of, of our lives uh, especially when you know you start to go through you 10 11 and 12 but they're also giving us the option to become like 10,000 different things it's exhausting it's so confusing and because we're given so much option these days for our careers our relationships our personal lives it scares us gen z I'm pretty sure I'm in Jed Zed. I don't fucking know. Like we are so much more free these days, obviously like, you know, thanks to our parents, um, that we're so overwhelmed and we don't know what we want for ourselves. And we don't know if we want to be settled by the age of 25 or 30, or if we want to move to another country or city and stay there forever. If we want kids, if we don't want kids, if we want to get married, if we don't want to get married and we just want to stay with that person as, you know, as it is. And I think sometimes like this is going a little bit off track, but I think because most of our lives consists of uncertainty to some degree in everything that we do there is always uncertainty I feel as though this is sometimes why we cling onto things or people that necessarily may not be good for us but we cling to them because it provides us a sense of relief and acts almost like a comfort blanket especially when we become overwhelmed with our decisions and our responsibilities as we are growing up somehow and I don't know fucking know how but our parents and our grandparents just put up with it If things weren't working, oh well. I've had a lot of conversations with my cousins um, actually about this because there's one of my cousins in particular who's super into fashion. She's always been a fashion girl, but she also has a passion for law and the criminal justice system, and she always felt like she was running out of time to make a decision because schools put so much emphasis on choosing your career from year 10 when you're only like 16 years old. And so after she kind of, you know, like did a couple of different things and she's kind of started to find her path now, I think anyway, it's just now that she's starting to kind of understand that things take time, there's no rush in life, like there really isn't. And uh, moving into more of like a personal story, I started my social media when I was 15 years old, right? I started creating videos and I was uploading on YouTube and I've been doing so for the past eight years, give or take, because uh, I'm now 23, obviously. And when I first started, like, my YouTube and my social media, I never, I didn't really have any expectations uh, going into it. Obviously, you know, I, I wanted to entertain people and I wanted to make people laugh and I wanted to share tips on makeup and, you know, just entertain. I've always wanted to be an entertainer, which I think is why now, being 23 years old, it's taken me eight fucking years to finally move into the genre and the entertainment side of, being an influencer, like more now than I ever have been, if that makes sense. But anyway, so when I first started, I really didn't expect it to turn into what it has now. Um, Now, I'm a micro-influencer. I only have about, uh, I don't know, like just under 50,000 followers combined on, you know, all of my platforms. And I've managed to also start my own business as well as maintain, and that's Jacob, which is also a business now as well. Um, And for the past four years or so, after I quit my job at Mac in 2016, I've been pretty consistently uploading content to my social platforms. And uh, I kind of went all out with YouTube and Instagram as soon as I finished working there. And I saw a ton of growth over that kind of two year period because a few of my friends and I at the time... We learned how to like kind of cheat the Instagram algorithm uh, and like get our posts onto the explore page. And that was basically by doing clickbait. If you guys scroll through my feed like a couple of years ago, you'll see all the fucking clickbait that I did. And it works. Like I was growing two, three, 4,000 followers a week almost. It was insane. What I find interesting is as I was growing quite quickly on social media, I found myself constantly comparing myself to other people. Um, other influencers, other accounts, even people who may have even been buying followers. I was just constantly comparing myself to everyone. And from watching Shalon Lester on YouTube as of recently, which I know she's like super controversial right now. But the one thing that I've learned from her videos is that comparison is the thief of joy. And comparison is also the thief of gratitude. Because when you're comparing what you have to what you don't have, you cannot be content in what you do. Right. So when I discovered this, it really kind of made me take a step back and realize that what we see on social media is a fabricated highlight reel, essentially. And here's the thing. We hear this phrase so much now. It's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel. But um, I think it was my immaturity at the time because I had just turned 20, 20, Not to say that I'm so mature now because I'm, like, 23. Like, Jacob kind of fucked you out. It's like when a 13-year-old says, relax, you're 12. Like, very relax, you're, you're 13. Like, sit down. So, anyway, I digress. Um, I think it was my immaturity at the time that made me compare my false sense of reality that I had created on my own platform to everyone else's. And it was really hard for me at times to see past that because uh, these days, being a celebrity, whether, you know... It's a reality star, a model, an actress, a pop star, an influencer. These things are glorified way more than being a doctor, a surgeon, a lawyer, a school teacher, even a retail worker. And because we're constantly faced on social media with people who have had a ton of work done, look perfect, seem to have the perfect life, perfect boyfriend, perfect family, perfect car, perfect everything. We, without even realizing, we, a lot of the time, subconsciously put that unsolicited pressure on ourselves, because we feel like we also need to fit that narrative and to be seen that way in order to feel or be successful. Now, recently on YouTube, I've seen uh, videos circulating of people who are in their 30s and 40s and even 80s and 90s. And I've actually seen Jackie and do a video about this as well, which is so, so good. It's really, really interesting. Um, I've seen these videos about people talking about what they wish they knew while they were in their 20s. Because as I said earlier, our 20s is a really weird time because we have just kind of stepped out of being a teenager and from age 21, you're welcomed into the, into the world as an adult, like regardless. And society kind of expects you to act like one and puts that pressure on you, or so we think, to have your shit together by the time you're legally an adult. Now, now here's the thing. The problem is, is that people who are in a older generation compared to us, and I'm saying us because I'm assuming there's a lot of like younger people watching this, but when to this, but like, even if you're not, and even if you are older in the older generation, I'm sure you can understand or agree to this to some extent, because maybe your parents put these expectations on you as well. Um, People who are in an older generation, they sometimes forget that everyone's different. And that everyone has a different path and we aren't all wired the same. And the thing is, they, they probably got to where they are because they followed the societal norms of their era. And because now they're content and happy, they then project that same norm onto the next generation, expecting them to, to do the same, even though society and technology has advanced by a million times over. Now, let me like give you an example of what I mean by this. My grandparents, I love them to pieces. I don't mean anything bad by this. They still don't understand how I can make a living and a career for myself through the internet. And a lot of people still don't. Even people my age still don't understand this. People think, oh, you're a fucking idiot if you're trying. But here's the thing, and I'm going to go off track for a little bit, but people are so proud of you once you make it. But all of the work and all of the all of the blood, sweat, and tears you put into before you make it, people don't give a fuck about and people don't want to hear about because they think you're crazy. That's just one thing I've noticed. But anyway, moving on. So whenever I've been at my grandparents' place and I've just been messaging, you know, my manufacturers and my labs and replying to emails, they've always made comments like, get off your phone, get off your phone, stop playing on your phone, blah, blah, blah. And I honestly, I try to, when I, whenever I'm in, you know, a social setting, I try to put my phone down as much as I can. I only pick up my phone if I see other people pick up my phone because I think it's extremely rude. Um, and I have to explain myself to them and explain that this is my business. Like my phone and my laptop is essentially my career. And it's not just my grandparents, but I feel as though it's kind of anyone who's over the age of like, maybe like 45 or 50. Um, they seem to forget this as well. And it's almost like they only see the highlight reel as well. Even though they're not on Instagram and they're not on Facebook, well, maybe all my grandparents are at this point, but even though they're not on Instagram, they're not just seeing all of the posts and all of the work that I'm doing, they only see the success that I get from what I do when I tell them that I've just shot you know, two campaigns for one of Australia's leading clothing companies. Like for example, my sports girl campaigns, or um, I just shot a campaign for Sephora or whatever it may be. And people tend to forget about the amount of work that actually goes into what you do. So they tend to undermine it when you talk to them about it and they can come off very, very condescendingly without even realizing I'm sure. And I'm not saying all of this uh, for a pity party. Like I don't give a fuck about sympathy, but having their kind of judgmental standpoint of how easy this all is, because I make it look easy. It goes back to the narrative that it's not enough and that I could work more and work harder and I could work smarter. And it adds more and more pressure on me. I feel anyway, it adds more pressure to actually make it. And going back to what I was saying earlier about people only being proud of you once you've made it, isn't that the fucking truth? Because If anyone has ever tried to chase a dream, people give you, people tend to give you that fake sympathy, right? Like the fake, like, oh, you can do it, you can do it, like, you've got this. But you just know that they're not even believing the words that are coming out of their mouth. And unfortunately, the industry that we're in right well i'm in but you know if you're also doing this that we're in and not just being an influencer but whether this means you know you're you're, you're wanting to be an actress or a musician a singer a drummer like a, a dancer a model wh- whoever you are because of the industry that we're in people tend to only see the success from it when it's right in front of their faces when it's on a poster on a magazine when it's on instagram but people tend to forget how much work actually goes behind the scenes And unfortunately that leads into people discrediting all of the work that goes into that final product because they haven't been, you know, next to us, by our sides, every single step of the way of all of the hurdles that we had to jump over and everything like that. So the one thing that I want everyone to get out of this episode is that there is absolutely no rush for anything. Because listening to all of these people, like, um, I was listening to, uh, the ladies of the real, the real daytime show that were talking about, um, what they wish they knew in their twenties, like what they could tell the younger selves, blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember who it was, but one of them said that they wish that they could tell themselves to calm down and to slow down. Don't feel like you have to, you know, constantly be you know, pushing up and up and up and up and up and up and up in your career. Because the thing is, because sometimes the higher you climb is the further that you fall and people slip and fall and get back up and keep going. But but that's the thing. You just need to remember to keep on going. And in order for us to be something great, we need to ignore ignorant people and we need to ignore the circumstances that they believe for us is right or wrong. And we just need to ignore all of the bullshit and stick to our own lane. Sometimes I actually not sometimes pretty much all the time. I don't actually tell many of like my friends and family and stuff like that. What's going on until it's already done. Because when people know, about a situation that, that's happening or something's happening, whatever things are in the early stages, whatever it may be, whether, you know, even if you're writing a book or something, someone's going to sit there and tell you what you should write about. And even, even if that means that it's the complete opposite. So yeah, like for example, my hair transplant surgery, I didn't tell anyone until about two weeks before the surgery, even though it was booked two months before. Does that make sense? When people opinionated people, especially, because when opinionated people and, uh, Sometimes egotistical people get the chance to give their opinion. They're going to say it in a way where it may discourage you. And I don't want anyone to discourage me of what I want to do. So I don't say anything to many people. Like I tell my partner, my parents, like that's literally it. And that might be a really helpful way for some of you to dodge a, a, a situation like this where people are just constantly in your ear saying, no, you can't do it, don't do that. You're stupid for doing that. Because for example, when I first told people that I was working on my lash collection, right? On my lash brand. Um, people thought I was absolutely insane. People were like, what What, what are you doing? Like you're, you're starting your own business because here's the thing, I've never been one to be, I know, I know that I'm not the brightest star in the sky and I say this all the time, but I make do with what I've got and I may not be the most business savvy person ever, but I had an idea of what I wanted and how I want it to work. And so far, because I haven't let anyone else get in my head, so far it's fucking paid off. And unless that person who is making those judgments about you, are, uh, you know, actually following in your footsteps and trying to do what you do, you are the only person that needs to validate what you're going through, whether it's business or personal, whatever it may be. And it helps to have friends that help you, you know, that hear you out and, and stuff like that. But sometimes in a circumstance like mine, where all of my friends are, you know, UD students or their school teachers, even my partner, he's not an influencer. He doesn't understand everything that goes on in my mind and in the industry. Sometimes it's harder for people to relate and to give advice accordingly. And that doesn't make them, the, you know, the worst person in the world. It just means that you both have strengths and weaknesses in different areas. However, When you think of it, especially if it's like your girlfriends, you're all fighting the same fight. You're all trying to make everyone proud. You're all trying to sort out your life and buy a house in your 20s, even though your parents may have bought one 50 years ago when they were 18. You know, you kind of get the point. So in conclusion to this episode, I really want to hear what you guys think. I'm hoping to get some guests on very, very soon, but because we are currently in lockdown, it is a little bit tricky right now. (laughs) If you are not in your twenties, I want to know what you wish you knew in your twenties. I want you to go on the post for this and I want you to tell me what you feel like you wish you had known while you were in your 20s when you were a teenager even and if there's any major kind of life lessons that could have granted you a lot more peace when you were in your 20s to begin with and if you're in your teens your 20s your 30s and you're going through the exact same situation that I am let me know like be really cool just to hear what you guys um, are going through as well if you guys can really relate to what um what I'm saying on here because at the end of the day, I'm just talking to a microphone. So that's fun. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you guys haven't already, be sure to check out my lash line, especially now with COVID going on. Us small businesses and indie brands really do need your support more than ever. So it'd be absolutely amazing if you guys check them out. I've been saying to a lot of people that this is literally the perfect time to learn how to put on false lashes. So maybe a good time for you as well, if you're not the most confident. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say in the comments on my Instagram. Make sure you guys follow me at and that's podcast and at and that's Jacob, of course. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.